Welcome back to the Anti-Diet Club podcast. It's us in real life this week. Uh, I'm here with Gillian and we are not doing a revisited episode. This is us recording, um, not quite live, but uh, recent. Um, so I hope you've been enjoying our revisited episodes recently. Um, but yeah, we're back, but we do have news. So I don't know which one of us is going to tell you. I'm thinking maybe Gillian. Who's, who's going to break the news? <laughs> We uh, took some time out while we um, while we put out the revisited episodes. Um, I think they're. I loved revisiting them myself. I thought they were great episodes. I thought it was uh, really interesting for you listeners to know what is the most listened to, what is the most um, downloaded, because um, you know it really shows what topics are um sort of that that hit the hit the spot the most i suppose or the thing that folks are struggling with most um but while we did that we took some time out um not only to enjoy our summer but to really think about um going forward and to reflect on the last two years um it's pretty much two years to the date right yeah. that when this yeah. episode goes out that we started this podcast um in the middle of the pandemic in um 2021 and we have come to the sad but yet right I think necessary. decision for us necessary decision yeah. that this is going to be our last episode <laughs> I know who's going to cry first it's definitely going to be me because I'm so emotional today <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, how are you feeling about it? Um, yeah, good. I mean, yeah, like you said, we took some time out. We, you know, I say we enjoyed summer, but we, we you know, we're both really busy. And I think we just came to the realization that we have loved it, but it's at that point where we have loved it so much and every part of it has just been like connecting with the listeners, you know, the feedback that we've had on through Instagram, through our emails, the guests we've had, like, everything has been so enjoyable. But to to keep going with that requires so much from us that I don't think we have it in the in our in the tank, so, so to speak. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're both it, it does really take busy. A lot. We we have other things going on. And I think for us to continue, it takes too much from us because we are doing this for nothing and we're happy with that. That was the decision we made yeah. two years ago. We weren't this wasn't about us trying to um you know get some sort of celebrity status or anything it really was just to put long form content out there that people could access easily that people could listen to and get something from and really understand who we are our values our beliefs and what we stand for and hopefully help them that on their yeah. journey and i know for sure that we have because we get messages almost daily to say you know that we've helped somebody in some way and that's what we wanted to do but to 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 do something for free for so long is it's not sustainable. You know, we have yeah. bills yeah. to pay, kids to feed, uh, animals to feed. More, more, we've probably got more animals between us than kids. Um, yeah. And, and, I just, and, yeah. and just sort of really getting clear on how we want to be spending our time, right? And endings for me are always hard. I, I think I attach so much sort of sentiment and um, posterity to and, and emotion to these things that, Closing a door is always really hard for me, even when I have a, a gut knowing that it's the right thing to do. And I think that's how we both feel with this. It's not that we don't enjoy it. It's not that we don't think there's necessarily longevity in the podcast. And, and, and you know, we we still hold so strongly these beliefs and the message that we've been talking about for the last two years. Um, but our personal lives have changed a lot. Our business lives have changed a lot. And we might go into some of that. And um, I, you know, there's other projects that we both want to be diving into. And, and time is, you know, um, limited, I suppose. And we need to be really clear and decisive about how we want to spend the time. And I, even though, you know, have lots of ideas as to things that I want to do, I feel like I need to close this door first yeah. before I can really step into the next thing. Yeah. So it's very bittersweet because it's not like, you know, you neither neither of us are going to be like starting another podcast in the next sort of, you know, short term. Um, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll come back in a minute. Right. Um, but that's the thing. Like, there's things that we want to be, things that we're interested in that we want to be pursuing um, beyond this podcast. And I don't know about you, but I'm really proud of the body of work that we've put together for the last two years. Like, when I look back at the, well, this is what the 54th episode. Yeah. The topics that we've covered, the guests that we've had, I I feel really proud to say, yeah, that's that's what we've done. That's what we've achieved. And I think it's, you know, something that will live on. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I'm really proud of this body of work too. And I think it's really helped us to get across some of the things that we were already talking about. Uh, that's how this kind of began because we were having lots and lots of conversations, um, almost podcast episodes via WhatsApp audio (laughs) so i think uh, yeah i think we've the the stuff that we've had some of the guests that we've you know all of the guests that we've had on um and all of the topics that we've dived into we haven't just kept this to being just about one particular thing it all stems around the same thing but we have dived into some topics that i don't think i i don't think either of us could ever have predicted yeah some of it we were like actually this is the relevant topic or it might not sound like it on the face of it. It mm. really has been. And yeah, really proud of the body of work that we've done. And I think, you know, for us both, we really are keen on putting out things. Like I know you used to blog quite a bit. I always had the intention to do it, but never really did. And this allowed us to just come and meet. We would yeah. meet every Friday for, for quite some time. For most of this two years, we've been meeting every Friday. And just you know talk and just speak and i think there's a there's a certain element of podcasting that stops you from censoring it too much because you mm-hmm. get into the conversation and it's even if you start off censoring it a little bit you can't you don't your, your yeah. beliefs and values will come out and i think that is actually what we both wanted yeah so. i think remember back in the beginning the first few episodes we did was it episode two i think we recorded like three times <laughs> because we got so in our heads about trying to be perfect and and you know, yes, we're putting our knowledge and expertise and experience into these episodes to go out into the world. But my goodness, have I learned a lot about myself during the time. And it's been such a good exercise in trying to overcome perfectionism for me. And one of the reasons that I was really happy to move away from blogging into podcasting was because once the words are out, yes, I do edit the podcast. So unfortunately, I have to listen to it all again. And and but that was good because the temptation was always there to be like, oh, that didn't sound quite right. I want to change that. But I didn't ever, um, I didn't ever really edit it to that degree. Yeah. Um, probably because it's much harder to do that when it's audio than it is writing. And with writing, yeah. I would just overthink. I would delete. I would rewrite. I would delete. I'd rewrite, and it it just was drove me mad um so this has been a great exercise for me I've learned so much from our guests I've learned a lot about um how I show up right this commitment that we made we haven't I don't think missed a single fortnight in two years um like I wouldn't have predicted that that we would have shown up so consistently and for each other for the podcast and for the listeners right yeah yeah i think that you're right we have we really have and i think that's the one thing that i think has been so amazing that we really we really have stuck to it and we really have like as i know so many people who start a podcast and it's very difficult i don't think people kind of see what goes on behind the scenes you know and i'm so grateful that there was two of us because i think yeah. alone that would have been really really difficult um but yeah there's a there is so much work and there's been so many times when we have been on the midnight kind of oh my god yeah like and that's part of the reason why we've come to this point where we're like actually we it was getting it's getting harder and harder because our time is just more squeezed Mm -hmm. so it's we're having to it's going against what we stand for which is to not kind of sell your soul for something Mm -hmm. you know and that that is the point we've got to it's just like you know neither of us want to be online editing show notes or um you know, uploading stuff like at midnight the night before, because no. that, we do take it seriously because we know people get it into their schedule. They rely on that to come out every yeah. two weeks. So, you know, but yeah. 
yeah so what we thought we would on, but actually no let's just dive into the questions or not the questions but the things we wanted to talk about yeah yeah so I think we really wanted to do a bit of reflection on this podcast a bit of kind of um talking about exactly where we are right now in the present and and what might the future hold and and also just you know specifically about food and body stuff this isn't just about us and our and 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 all things related to the podcast but but really what we've learned over the two years because I don't know about you but coming into this um show two years ago I I wouldn't say necessarily that my beliefs have changed my message is the same but I have a much richer understanding you know I've worked with so many more clients over that time who teach me everything right you know they think I'm going to be teaching them stuff and I think well I know I do but um they teach me like they make discoveries um that that helped me so yeah we're going to talk about some of that kind of stuff um and just general highlights of about the podcast as well yeah should we kick it off then what do you want to go with yeah go for it what do you want to ask what do you want to talk about I think you know the first thing we were going to talk about was you know how I think and off the back of what you were just saying how our thoughts around food and body and that recovery process has change during that time I think that's a really good place to start um Mm. you go first yeah I mean I think I've said this on probably some of the episodes before that when I started the podcast and probably when I started my business when I started my business I just thought this stuff was about food I just thought you know um people struggle with food people struggle with um this idea of um perfectionism around food and um feeling like they can't be trusted around food and that um the food is the enemy and they they feel out of control around it either on the wagon or off like i saw food as the the start the middle and the end mm. and then probably by the time we started this podcast two years ago, I was of the understanding that it's actually broader than that, that there's something that comes before the struggle with food. And that is how we relate to our body, how we feel living in our body, the opinions and the biases that we have towards our body. Um, So that, that really broadened, I think, how I operated the frameworks in which I operated um in my own life and and also how I um, helped support clients through that. And then now, sort of two years on, I think it's gotten even broader. And I would say now that it's not just about food and it's not just about body, that it's this much, much wider question of what is it that is caging us what is it that is suppressing us what is it that is limiting us what is it that contains us that we need that we feel like we need to play small or be small um so it's the it's 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 this larger sense of of what what is liberation and 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 arguably i would say that is through a feminist lens um, I work with people who identify as, as women um, or non-binary folks. So looking at how these systems of oppression like misogyny and sexism and patriarchy and heteronormativity, how mm. all those things um, impact our lives and how we show up for ourselves and others within that context um and i think a lot of the common themes through that that i keep coming back to time and time again is people pleasing and perfectionism and when i think about food those were strong themes for me when i think about body those are strong themes for me but when i think about everything else how i how i find it hard to actually ask for what i want how I find it hard to express my feelings and emotions for fear of um, 
disruption or conflict, um, how I shrink myself for the comfort of others. And those are the things that I'm really interested in. And there's no doubt that during the time of this podcast, I have, you know, come to terms with my sexuality. I have separated from my husband, separated and divorced from my husband. I'm in a new relationship with a woman. I have lived alone for the first time in my adult life. Things have really, really changed. And, and so this isn't just about, you know, I want to help people um, be curious and to explore their sexuality. That's that's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying that could be part of it, right? Because that there is no doubt I would never have trusted myself or trusted my inner knowing or curiosity in any of those areas had I not done the work around food and body. That was the foundation of exploring further who am I? What? Who is Gillian? Who is my authentic self? If I could have the bravery and the courage to step into that, what might that look like? And I hear that from a lot of people around food and body stuff. You start thinking you just can't control yourself around a pack of Oreos. And then <laughs> that true. you pull on that thread and my God, it goes really far. So I think that's where I'm at. That's what's changed. That's mm. what I'm interested in now. And I know, because I'm about to ask you the same question, <laughs> that you equally have really stepped into a more authentic um you know, sense of self and 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 what what you care about and what you're passionate about. And and those differ, right? My passions differ from your passions, although oh, I sure. think they're all very sort of social justice orientated um and orientated around helping women and people who identify as women. Um support themselves and know themselves better and, and be supported by by others um and I think that's probably the contrast between where you're at and where I'm at also plays a, a part in why we're bringing this to a close right yeah sure yeah I think so I think um it's not because we don't agree or like con like connect on the same things like everything you're just saying there I'm like nodding along like yeah hundred percent hundred percent but I think in terms of what we want to talk about maybe more regularly is 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 different and changing yeah. and that's okay because but there's nothing that we don't it's not because we our values and beliefs aren't aligned it's just because they're we're naturally drawn to like very different things yeah. um but yeah i loved what you said there and i think um about it starting this work is almost like i heard somebody describe it and i'm, I'm not going to remember who it was but intuitive eating can often be like that gateway mm -hmm. it's like opening a door mm -hmm. and most people and i've said this time and time again clients will you know work with me and a and there's a point where they'll go it's not about the food and it's like they they realize and i it gives me shivers to think about that because mm -hmm. it's so true and when i see that it's like yes now we can get into the stuff but you almost have to like go through those mm -hmm. steps first and I think, because I know you're going to ask me the same question anyway. So yeah, just, yeah, to, consider it asked. I'm just going to dive right in because otherwise my, my menopausal brain will just be there. <laughs> um, but for me, this, I mean, I agree, agree with all the things you've said as well, but the one of the biggest things I think that has maybe changed, I wouldn't say changed, um, but I have realized is that this, the kind of box that we maybe put intuitive eating in doesn't align. And we have done episodes on this. We fully believe that intuitive eating is an, a, a great tool for recovery, for um, you know, pulling yourself out of this idea that we should, our food should look a certain way and our body should look a certain way. It's that gateway beginning, but it's very different for different people. And mm -hmm. I think it's so important to, the way that we teach it isn't just like follow these steps and follow this. It is a framework and that's how it was always intended to be. Mm -hmm. But I think we've really dived deep on, you know, deeper in our practice. And, you know, you can uh, let me know whether you agree in terms of actually intuitive eating can often be a privilege 
and actually there's a lot of privilege attached to it and mm -hmm. uh, there can't you you know it, if it's not used in the right way or not taught in the right way it can create the same feelings of shame and guilt that dieting can actually you don't end up coming out of that cycle if you don't work with somebody who can understand that that's not it's not a it's not a package it's not a yeah. follow these steps and i've had clients that have said just yeah. the steps. just tell yeah. me I'm follow yeah. along and i'm like uh no that's not how we do things um because it's it's not I, I don't I don't believe so. Yeah, I think the framework is there for I, I kind of think of it as like you're hanging off a cliff by your fingernails when you're dieting, right? You're constantly just struggling. You fall off at any point. You're trying to claw your way back up. And to jump off and free fall into the sea would be so traumatizing and um scary for people that they would just start climbing back up the same rock face, right? Um, so what intuitive eating does is it says, step onto this other wall, right? It's a bit safer. There's somewhere to put your feet. You can cling on. You can move along. You can move to somewhere safer, move to somewhere that feels um, less uh, on the edge, less scary. So... It's a framework to attach to because dieters love rules. Dieters love a tell me what to do. We're so we're so used to subcontracting or delegating out um, our choices. So it's really helpful for when you are trying to for, for the first time or millionth time to remove yourself from diet culture. But it's not. I don't believe that that is. You're meant to sit within those 10 principles no. forever that that is it's a stepping stone I think yeah but I think a lot there's um, and we know there is there's a lot of um people peddling this stuff I mean it's even people peddling it as a weight loss uh, tool mm -hmm. which really makes me sad and really makes me cross um but I think there's just again like not I think what we're quite good at is recognizing our privilege and we always miss it. Sometimes we always um, miss out to kind of catch ourselves on some of those things. But even so, I think we have a lot more awareness than some. Um, and I'm not, you know, trying to dismiss anyone else's work at all. But I think for people who have a dieting mindset and have had have almost known nothing else, most of my clients have never, ever had a freedom relationship with food. Never. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. So in the hands, you know, intuitive eating in the hands of somebody who has never had that is is automatically going to become a diet. And it's mm -hmm. automatically going to become something you can either do well or fail at. And and this is, you know, quite often what we find is even with the body image stuff is because you're it, most of the clients are really coming off the back of that perfectionism. And I think most dieters are. It's natural part mm -hmm. of it is to mm -hmm. be perfect or at least want to be mm -hmm. and feel ashamed that you're not. I think it's bound to do that. So I think for, for us, um, for me especially, the pod and and having the podcast platform and having these discussions has helped me be okay with the fact that there are little bits about intuitive eating that I don't love and yeah. that it's not accessible to everybody. And yeah. bringing that into my practice with awareness and compassion and, you know, recognizing any privileges that i hold has really really that's the one thing i think one of the things yeah changed over that duration yeah i see that in both of us right because we um we you know i'm i'm thinking specifically about when the lindo bacon ferrari kind of mm. came out in was that summer 20 two hmm, some no Maybe. 21 must i think it was 20 started the pod in 20 uh, the autumn of it was either end of 21 or beginning of 22 um it wasn't that, long that, after started the pod yeah it was when that happened and i remember like there was a lot of other coaches well-known coaches online who who coach around this kind of stuff just not acknowledging it and not um just sort of like not seeing the, their participation in it and I think we've always you know not not necessarily publicly but behind the scenes we've always tried to hold ourselves to a standard of are we should we be in this space yeah right 
what are we what is it we're doing in this space are we are we adding to the noise are we adding to the problem um like we you know recognizing all the privileges that we hold what are we doing here and i think we've been good at being critical of that and mm. i won't lie there's times when i i you know think to myself maybe i shouldn't be in this space you know maybe i maybe i'm taking up space um or or i'm i'm leveraging my privilege for financial gain and that does sit heavy with me a lot of the time um and what i keep coming back to and this is this is something that i think we've both i can see it in both of us and this is what i when i touched on earlier saying saying about how we we try and have social justice at, at the sort of front of our, our minds um is that we have never been the type of coach and never will be who says this stuff is a mindset issue and you, if you change your mindset around it, you can free yourself of food and body. And, and I hear a lot of people say that, right? That it is a mindset issue. It's it and 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 you know, yes, body image stuff can be about how about your beliefs and how you think about things um and food stuff too but i think as time has gone on we've we've hopefully been really explicit on this podcast that you can't mindset your way out of weight stigma you can't mindset your way out of discrimination and therefore we will always recognize that systems of oppression has an impact on people how people experience their living in their body um and to ignore that is harm really harmful really harmful I totally agree I think we have never you know promoted ourselves marketed ourselves or talked about anything around mindset it's not that at all I don't think it's ever has been it certainly hasn't for me and I'm almost certain it hasn't been for you I think we've always been coming from a place of this is about dismantling Mm -hmm. those systems of oppression and and everything that's at the core of it rather than just think a different way like yeah that to me the mindset thing is just very similar to it's very toxic very yeah. toxic, but it's also very similar to dieting in the kind of like, why don't you just paint your nails to distract yourself? Like, no, no, it's take a bath it. so that you don't eat chocolate. Yeah, I think even t- in terms of like self care practices and stuff like that. Again, yeah, how do you take care of yourself whilst yeah. living in the context of weight stigma and weight discrimination? Because yeah. unless we become activists, there's not really anything you can you can do out with activism, right? Um, to change that so so therefore within that context how do you take best care yeah. of yourself <clears throat> and try to change you know your beliefs and try to be more loyal towards your values and all those kind of things are um I suppose to a degree individual responsibility but yeah. it's absolutely not the whole piece the whole the whole solution yeah. And I think some of that is because we never stop, we never stop being students in this space. Mm-hmm. We never, ever stop learning, whether it's books, whether it's fat activists, fat creators, you know, understanding new, new stuff that comes out, new understandings, new um, thoughts and processes from, from people sharing that stuff. We never stop learning. Yeah. I, I think we're just always, and I like that about us. It's like, have you read this? Have you read that? And always sharing knowledge between ourselves and learning from other people in the community um, to make sure that we are always working towards be less harm. Yeah, always. yeah. That's always the goal. How can I do this with the with you know? You'll never do it with no harm, and I learned that very quickly. Yeah, and being okay with that, and just knowing that it's enough to always be learning and never sort of we are never never hear us sort of saying no this is this way and no other way yeah yeah and to have good intentions like isn't you know we of course have good intentions but it's also about recognizing 
the impact of our actions, right? Yeah. And those are really different things. Yeah, agreed. Um, what have you learned about yourself whilst being on this podcasting journey? Like, in, like individually about you as a as a person, as a character, like your personhood. What what has been your biggest learning? <laughs> well, what springs to mind is that I'm not a perfectionist because mm -hmm. in the context of you and I, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, I'm not. Which is <laughs> mm -hmm. probably why when we talk about our like dieting careers, like mm -hmm. mine was never really something that ever got off the ground. Whereas you nailed it in terms mm -hmm. of aligning to the rules. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think also, I think I've not learned about myself, but I think I have become a lot more confident about saying what I think. And we talked about this just yeah. on is I am definitely, the podcast has helped me process the things that are always there, but mm -hmm. it didn't mean really kind of how to say it or what to say. And I actually feel much better about just saying it because if, especially on social media as well, if I quite often, my social media is like nothing. And then I'll just have like a thought and I'm like, oh, that this is it. Like, I just need to get this out of my brain. Mm -hmm. And I'm less, I'm not policing myself. Um, and I think I, through that process, I learned that maybe I was more than I thought I was. Yeah. I thought, you know, oh no, this is, you know, I'm being myself, I'm being my authentic self, but I, I really think that that it, over the course of this journey, I have learned that actually I do have really good thoughts and ideas and it's okay to share them and it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter if um, somebody else isn't maybe there yet or doesn't necessarily like I'm not looking for somebody to agree all the time I actually don't really worry about it too much yeah that's I would say the, the thing that I've witnessed in you the most is that when we began I think there was this real narrative around it particularly the people that we learn from right so it yes we're always students but um the courses that we've done and the people, the mentors that we've had, I think you were always thinking about what you were saying through the lens of what would they think? Would they agree? Does this uphold their beliefs? Does this uphold, you know, would, would they agree with this? And I think as time goes on, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter because we are not just parrots of the people that we've, we've learned from. Like we, we have our own style, our own way, our, our own, thought leadership and I've really seen you let that go and step more authentically into you and I see that on social media as well mm. being a lot more relaxed a lot more casual a lot more just um spontaneous um not caring you know that everything's perfect um and I really learned from that not through social media because I still have a problem with it um <laughs> I think that's gotten worse actually you still don't know what your problem I, is I think it. over, I, like think over the two years I think I have never participated less in social media than I do <laughs> maybe that is my learning I don't know but I yeah I've witnessed that in you and being around you you know being in your proximity while doing this podcast I've really seen what it means to let go and not be a perfectionist around things it's that's really helped me but I've definitely seen your confidence grow in all those areas yeah what about you then that's do what yeah it probably it probably is around it probably is around perfectionism I think do you know I think it's a hard thing to pinpoint what I've learned specifically through the podcast because you know, over the two years, I've been like in intensive therapy. I've also been like learn studying, learning to be a therapist, which requires a lot of unpacking of your own crap, right? So, I think, um, I think what I said at the beginning, actually, I I realized that I find endings quite hard. I also find middles quite hard. <laughs> um, being in process with stuff, I find hard, and I think that is a very recognizable perfectionist trait to be in the messy middle uh, is hard but letting go of things is hard I don't have a massive amount of trouble with beginnings um but I'm very um I'm very 
I take I take them seriously. I don't start things if I if I don't feel like I can see them through. Um, so I've learned that about myself. I'm really proud, as I say, that we've shown up so consistently for each other. I'm proud of all the new skills that I've learned. I mean, who knew that I could like edit podcasts and overlay music and do all that stuff? Um, and also, I think I've learned a lot from our guests. I feel like they have been so rich in their different life experiences um that i feel yeah i feel i feel like i've i've grown as a person through their gen generosity and sharing their experiences um and for our ex clients that have come on the podcast as well like that's um been such a beautiful process to see them come on and, and share their experiences so it's so hard to say one thing but um well yeah a collection of lots of really great stuff but that's a really good segue into like you know I want to talk about our guests and what they have brought to the podcast but I think before we dive into that I think um this would be a really good place to do that but I think we also need to and I think we've said this before but I think we also need to mention again that finding guests and um screening guests and picking the right people that is safe for our audience has mm. been something i am super super proud of us for mm -hmm. yeah. i have seen this not done in a way that and, and there's many a time that i've sent you some stuff and i've said well i thought this was more of an anti-diet podcast um but i'm seeing this guest and that's confusing me and we've had conversations about that from for uh, around other podcasts because we are massive podcast listeners and fans um, yeah so that, you know when we're not recording we're listening i've listened to two yeah. of you today um same and yeah i think you know i i a fair play to us like i you know i want to celebrate that because mm. we take our listeners safety and you know harm reduction really seriously and i'm yeah glad about that and i think that would yeah. never change even if we'd have carried on for another 10 years that would never change and if i do continue to podcast in a different yeah way. tell me more about that <laughs> you kind of let the cat out the bag a little yeah, like well, you let no, the tail out the bag and i feel like i want to see the rest you, of the cat <laughs> you can see the rest of the cat. Tell me the face. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that towards the end. But yeah, I, I've lost my train of thought now. We were talking um, about the uh, guests and yeah, and, and, and really that we've been really... Like 10 years, we had a standard. And yeah, yeah we stuck something to that. Yeah. Because like, people would reach out to us, but typically the people that actually came on the podcast, I think we only had one person who reached out to us, we had on. Pam Luck, I want to say, yeah. I don't, I think the rest of them were all people we reached out to. Yeah. Because yeah. the screening process went a little bit like this, and this is, this is high tech. So <laughs> the emails were technical would podcast. Mm -hmm. I, I would not see the email because I'm very bad at checking the emails. Gillian mm -hmm. would see this and it would mm -hmm. go one of two ways. He would ever even say, go check this person out. Tell me if there's any red flags and we'll go from there. Or I would just suddenly see a response with me copied in going absolutely fucking not like or something to and that do you not think as the as the two years gone have gone on i've actually developed this like <laughs> secret um enjoyment of replying yeah, so I used to little... ignore like if yeah. somebody came along and was like hey i want to be in your podcast and they were clearly not anti-diet i would I, it was just a hard delete now i've kind of like I'm really enjoying replying yeah. and I copy you in and I'm like thanks for being such a huge fan of the pod because that's what they always fucking say right love your podcast I'm such an avid big listener fan. big fan so I'm like thank you so much for supporting the podcast um however the guests that you're putting forward because it's generally agents isn't it yeah um the guests that you're putting forward clearly doesn't align with our values sometimes I'll point it out sometimes I won't but I take such pleasure in saying that it's a hard no because it, it's a completely contradictory message to what yeah. we are putting and if you're, out there. If you're listening to this thinking, wow, that's really hard. The, the thing is, the people that we're talking about here, 
like Gillian said, are clearly not aligned to what we are talking about at all, not in any way. As mm -hmm. soon as we see anything about, you know, mindset to, to lead to weight loss or anything to do with that, it, but some of them are more covert. So I quite often had to go on to like this little detective, but mm -hmm. then that would take me two seconds, like literally yeah. so fast because yeah. you go onto somebody's Instagram and you can see straight away if if things aren't aligned. And like I said, I th I'm pretty sure the only person that reached out to us was super aligned and a brilliant guest, which was Pam. Um, yeah. And the rest were selected and carefully selected by us. Yeah. yeah. I also have a really, really big long list that we didn't get to. Obviously, yeah. Gordon was at the top of that. And Obviously. I really wanted to reach out to her and get her on and surprise you. And I just never pulled that no. bag. Um, and Virginia Sil Smith, she's also another person that I would have loved to yeah, have. Yeah, and on. I think I think that's what what would make me come back and record another. Again. Yeah, yeah. If they reach out to us, just saying. If they reach out. Um, to us. If you reach out to us, yeah, no, it's hilarious. Honestly, you never like you never know. Um, <laughs> that's that's another thing about the podcast is you always have much kind of your I don't know the dizzy heights of like dreaming and and thinking like you know nothing is off the table whereas I think I'm bad for for being a, a lot more sort of limited yeah, in that because respect. you know you're fangirl and you'll fall apart that's what oh it is. yeah that's true, I have yeah. that that ambition be it not really is an ambition just to get the person on because we like literally absorb the work that these people these you know fat activists and creators put out there because they are absolutely brilliant at what they do and we know that they would add so much value to our mm -hmm. um to our listeners um but i think for me we have to we have to remember that every single person we reached out to nobody said no and I, I know i knew you, know? you were gonna say that and that that is absolutely true yeah, yeah yeah and that's again another real credit to us right definitely but yeah. in terms of learning moments like what sticks out for you in terms of learning moments from like mm. any of our guests I think oh, it's hard. I feel like I don't want to like pick my favorites because, you know, as good podcast co-hosts, we shouldn't have favorites. We don't um, have favorites. That wasn't the question I asked you. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Learning. I think. So I think the 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 ones that spring to mind about learning was. I loved the episode. Um, I think it's number 32 with Sabina McAllister Singwell, who was your, who is your buddy who came on. And I just had real like feminist allyship to yeah. her. I was just like, you are someone that is like such a badass. You're so unapologetic. You're so smart. Like I had such a kind of, um, like feminist crush on her yeah she's, you know, she's I, amazing yeah, yeah. So you she wanted her as your friend me. she is your friend she is now. yeah yeah I she helped me see it through a different lens I love when people can articulate something where you're like oh I've had those kind of like messy thoughts like roaming through my brain but you've just been able to articulate it and nail it so succinctly so I loved that about Sabina um, I couldn't not mention Dr. Asher Larmy. Yeah. Um, Asher is our only guest that's been on twice. The most recent one, I think, episode forty-five. Um, I can't remember the one before, but hopefully you'll put it in the show notes. Um, Asher, in terms of medical weight stigma expertise, is just off the charts. Um, you know, and I really really trust and respect Asher I think they have not only got you know been trained in this western medical system which is inherently fat phobic but they've also been really transparent about their own journey from being like a weight loss blogger to now being a really um at the forefront of fat fat activism in the UK mm. um so when those two come together, I think it's it. There was a lot of learning moments, um, especially when they came on and um talked to us about um the weight loss injections. Um, that that certainly sticks in my mind. And then the third one, um, that I'm going to mention is Samantha Fox, episode twenty seven, um, and I think it was because that was 
for me personally, a real kind of moment in time of publicly kind of sharing my process of like my queer awakening. And that's when I first kind of touched on it. Although I I listen back to that and I'm like, oh God, I really skirted around the edges there. Um, And then it was later in episode 44 when we did our own individual episodes, if you remember, that I kind of um, spoke a lot deeper about that. Um, But Samantha was kind of like, gave me, again, these people, I think, just really give me permission to explore through words through talking into the mic sometimes I I don't have things making sense in my brain but when I speak out loud and especially with other people to try and articulate them and I think Samantha really helped um bring in topics that I probably even though I've I've as I say had this experience of trying to figure out my sexuality I still feel like an imposter in that space because I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a baby queer. Like I, I'm like having this like queer adolescence. Like I'm just learning, like I don't know. Um, and actually it's a process of unlearning more than anything else. Same as, Same. you know, divorcing from diet culture. But Samantha really sort of, um, yeah, I suppose gave me a lot of confidence in that that respect. So th- those are the ones just off the top of my head that kind of jump out. Um, what yeah. about you? Have I have I hijacked some of the ones that you would have, have said? That, but that you have, but that speaks volumes about the the things that they brought to the podcast. Um, yet Sam definitely, uh, you know, things that I have never explored and never understood, and that's exactly why I wanted to bring her on because I obviously because of what you were going through, but also because I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that if you're going through it there must mm-hmm. be other people going through it. And if they're yeah. not, that's fine. Because even for somebody who's not going through it, it was interesting and it was enlightening. And I think it's important to, for everyone to understand you know, what's happening in people's lives and understand you know, if this happens to someone they know, they can understand it better. But, yeah. but in te- like she just, she was just an incredible guest. And I, I also loved the dogs in the background. So that was good. <laughs> um, Asha, again, Asha is like top of my list in terms of like learning, because there were so many learning moments that I think they, the work that they do and the, the, they never stop. They're just tireless kind of pursuit of, um, just, in the face of a lot of adversity as well, a huge amount, a huge amount. And I have so much respect for them. And I, I made a note earlier about some of the things that they said literally made our heads spin, especially mm-hmm. in terms of these big pharmaceutical companies, the linkages with a lot of these like, you know, doctors and um, also weight loss companies as well. They are the threads, the golden threads that are through it that you'll only see if you look. And mm-hmm. Asha, to bring that and simplify it for us to all understand, mm-hmm. I think... I, I, there's just there's so much value in that that I just mm-hmm. I, I hope they know how much value that's brought because you know even as people working in this space finding the time and the learning to 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 really pick things apart the way they do I just I mean I just don't have that kind of analytical brain anyway mm-hmm. it's not really my thing um, but I, I just think in terms of what they brought for the podcast and I and I hope our listeners found it really useful too um sabina obviously she's my friend um but i think i also have to mention the um the ex-clients and the the Mm -hmm. i want to say normal guests that we had on yeah you know that i think that's the other thing that i love about our podcast is that we do that because Mm -hmm. it's so easy it's really easy as a podcast host to just reach for the people are going to give you the views and the well-known names the things that's going to catch people in we don't fucking do that here and the and the people who are aggressively trying to sell something right they would come on our podcast in a heartbeat of course they would of course they oh my goodness we could have yeah i definitely 100 percent. and that's what i loved about it because we sat down and went actually what do our listeners need what does this community of people that show up here every two weeks to listen to whatever it is we have put out time and time again or people who are just discovering us what do they need well they need Mm -hmm. to see that this is possible for them and how are they going to see that only going to see that through the lens Mm -hmm. of somebody who's been through it um 
whether it's with us or you know we, we did have guests on that hadn't gone through that process with us and becca yeah. springs to mind because uh, she's a friend yeah of probably my only uh you know anti-diet friend but hadn't been through that process with us but had so much to bring in terms of their experience with their relationship with them and themselves and, and how that played out through their life so yeah again i mean this is like a, this is turning into a whole episode of me going i'm just so proud of us well i, I kind of am because yeah sometimes those things can be missed and i just think it for us that felt really super important to do it is important it is important they were so brave and courageous and generous in yeah. sharing gener their generosity and sharing their stories and having trust in us to hold that for them um or hold the space for them and um it's important as you say for people to hear that it is possible and what that process looks like but to hear what a process looks like that isn't ours because we we we've talked for 54 episodes now about you know touching on our experiences and that is only two experiences yeah. and there and and you know this from working with the vast array of clients that everybody's experience is different no two are the same and the this this um struggle with food and body affects all people like all different types of people from different walks of life with different um backgrounds and experiences and that's i think what we wanted to um show to put forward to our listeners yeah I, I agree i think i think we and i think that's what we've done i hope that's what we've done um what else do we want to cover i'm conscious of time because i really have yeah yeah we're time is marching on so let let before we wrap up let's go for um one last i have one last question for you if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners what would it be oh my gosh that's really tough i know it is one piece of advice i think i would say just start wherever you are if if you know deep down this is something that you want to explore more of and you want to you know you want to be free of that that container as Gillian sort of described it in that can that shrinking yourself at all costs just start just even if mm -hmm. it feels really really impossible just take like a one tiny piece at a time and don't feel like you've got to know it all or do it all in the first you know three weeks and you know don't think that just listening to one podcast is gonna do that for you but just starting to listen to that and starting to read just yeah. one book and not yeah. trying to do all of it at once I think would be my off the top of my head not having a prepared answer for that but that's mm -hmm, I know what about you I, I know I'm like me. I'm literally like scribbling down um because of course I didn't really think question. about it it was my question but I was like I'm gonna put this to Tamsin yeah. um I think the the, the message that I want to give is this stuff that we are dealing with that we're struggling with it's not your fault I think that's what I want to say. It's absolutely not your fault that you feel this way and you are not broken or beyond beyond you know this changing. I hear I think probably one of the most consistent questions that I get on my initial call with clients is do you think I'm beyond help? Yeah. And so many people think that they are they are too, I think the phrase is too far gone. Am I too far gone? Am I beyond help? Am I too old? Have I been dieting for too long? Um, and it's that sort of hopelessness. And so really, I want to say that you are never too old. You are not too far gone. You are not um, beyond help and support and you're also deserving of health help and support right um there's not a you know there's not a place where you have to be so bad quote unquote or so um so what's the word i want to use struggling so much before you deserve help if this is occupying just an ounce too much brain space or energy or attention in your life then you deserve help and support 
Um, and probably the last thing I'm going to say it was my question. One piece of advice. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and I here it's I am, fun. five minutes on. Um, and I the reason I say this last one is because you better believe it when I tell you this is something that I am in knee deep still learning and knee deep still trying to adopt and grapple with and that's self-compassion and that is why I know the importance of it it's not because I was just born with self-compassion I know this because I was born or or socialized or conditioned with a fierce inner critic which still shows up in many many different places not with food and body thank goodness but in other places so I so I can say that self-compassion has been such a big part in my food and body recovery that is why I'm I am fighting tooth and nail to bring it into these other areas of my life because I know the power of it um as as much of an eye roll as it is when I hear other people talk about self-compassion, I'm like the first to make a face. But yeah. I know it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're you're yeah, you nailed it. That's absolutely true. Yeah, it really is. You're gonna get teary. Like I know I'm gonna cry first because I'm feeling <laughs> it like I'm feeling this like drawing to the end of this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> you can go. Yeah, but then I won't be able to speak. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the only other real thing that like I wanted just, and it, we probably do need to make it quick or this is gonna be like the longest episode and people will be so fed up with us. They'll be glad we're, we're finishing, but- Is that an inner critic I hear? Yeah, I wanna, <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know what your most memorable moments of the pod have been while I just pull myself together. Oh my God. I mean, I think when we first started, we like we had such a learning curve and we were trying to like figure out what the fuck we were doing that we we didn't know. We were we were making it up. We were winging it. And the hilarity, I think, at times when we got something wrong or something happened with like Marvin my cat or you know whatever the hell it was like the bloopers in the beginning were off the charts and I still when I think about them I laugh like and when I listen back to them they are so hilarious um so definitely that I also hold so dearly the first live episode that we did well live as in we were together when I came down to Bristol um for the first time and that felt really special that was for our one year anniversary right this was that must have been this time last year um that I was down and that felt really special to do that um oh I I mean there's been so many moments what sticks in your mind Oh, definitely the bloopers. I mean, I you know I was saying to you before that the the one that I can never get out of my head is when you said something you didn't like and you wanted to overwrite it, but instead of like recording the whole episode again, which takes too much from both of us um, and too much organisation, you kind of you 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 voiced you did a voiceover on it, and it was so <laughs> obvious. But we just had to put it out anyway, and it was so early in our in our journey. Anyway, I don't think anyone, if you could find it, I'd be surprised. Was it, it was not the so one where I said I, it wasn't that I didn't like what I said? I think it was factually incorrect what I said. I yeah. think I, <laughs> did I not say something like "There's this statistic," and I can't remember what the hell it was now, but it was around people. Uh, they they surveyed children. And asked them, you know, it was something like they would rather lose a something than be fat, right? Yeah, I think you... that was it. And I said they would rather lose a parent. And then yeah. afterwards, when I fact checked it, it was lose a limb or lose an arm. Yeah, and but you the voiceover, you it literally went from you know they'd rather lose a parent than be, than be fat, and then the the finished product just went. They'd rather lose an arm. And it was like, that. it was 
just, it was comical. But I was like on the fence about whether to point it out to you thinking, is she going to laugh about this? Or am I going to have to pull this episode and we're going to have to start again? And I think you let it go, which I knew that I was chipping away at your inner perfectionism yeah. um, through my non-perfectionism. Oh, so well, points to any listeners that can go back through the archive and and, and yeah. point out that episode to us. Yeah, yeah. there's been so there's been so many different things, but um and so funny and I, and also so emotional. I think there's been a lot of times when I've cried on this podcast. Yeah. Um so it's awful just, honor. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been healing for me, I have yeah. to say. It's played a really pivotal part. Oh my yeah. god, I'm gonna cry now too. It's played oh my gosh, a really, that's a massive deal if you're gonna go. Yeah, it's it's played a really pivotal part in my food and body healing journey in my personal growth you know and (laughs) and I just want to thank you for that oh I feel the same because oh this is gonna be like a tear fest I'm sorry listeners but it is because (laughs) I want to thank you as well because your friendship and your warmth and your humor and everything that the the one thing that I will never lose from this podcast is that friendship because we have had the best time like we don't see each other very often we don't even talk as often as we used to because we don't record every week anymore but I it's just such an easy friendship to have you're an easy friend to have and you have helped me grow so much in my business and just all sorts of stuff even while you've been going through your stuff and you know I yeah I thank you for that too (laughs) all right well (laughs) i think the last thing to do is to thank the listeners we wouldn't have this podcast if nobody listened to it we would have given up after a few episodes um i want to thank all the ex-clients that came on and generously shared their story i want to thank all of our guests um yeah 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 because we, it's an amazing community that everybody, you know, even yesterday I had another message of somebody saying that they love the podcast and this is what they got out of it. I had a beautiful message. And it's not just people who are going through this stuff. We have messages from professionals as well. Yeah. Coaches, yeah. He's aligned coaches, all sorts of people. Yeah. It's, um, it's phenomenal. And the material will live on, right? If you, in a couple months' time, are missing us, you can go back and re-listen to any of the episodes. They will still be there for as long as we want them to be there you are going to talk about <laughs> yeah we all, you almost, now. you almost got away with it what is your um what is your thoughts around an, another podcast well okay so as you know I have in the last few months I guess or maybe a bit longer I I'm definitely going through perimenopause myself. We both have been going through a lot of that stuff for the last couple of years. But what I'm noticing is the more that I need support, um, obviously the support that I want to find is haze-aligned anti-diet support. Like, and mm-hmm. I kind of made this assumption that that would exist somewhere because it exists for other things. Like I can find haze-aligned fitness coaches. I can find mm-hmm. haze-aligned nutritionists, dietitians. Stylist. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't find anyone who can support people in this space and i love podcasting i don't want to stop podcasting forever it's not something that i never want to do again mm-hmm. um and i want to do a podcast that just doesn't talk about that stuff i want to talk about lots of stuff around midlife and mainly menopause but just not have this layer of weight loss attached to it yeah i want to provide that thing that i you know what they you know if you can't find it create it that is that's yeah. where my head is at yeah i it's not off the ground i can't say to you oh yeah come and listen to it. it's not there yet um but it's in process and i'm thinking about it and the more that we are winding down here the mm-hmm. more space i've had and this is what i was talking about in terms of um space to fill when yeah. you close one door it's what you're making space for in the future and i don't know what it looks like to do that journey on my Mm -hmm. own and I think I'll find that really hard but I don't want that to be a barrier to me doing it because it really is needed when you if you go hit the podcast search button and you get it's 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 riddled with 
advice on fasting and just um, yeah weight loss weight weight gain is being like the symptom to cure yeah Yeah, and I I want something else and I want to I'm quite happily will be the one to kick that off and I don't for any moment want to be the only person who does that forever but because I would love to see more and more of that pop up but Mm -hmm. currently I see nothing and so that will be a space that I want to fill yeah I can imagine that there's so many people crying out for this support I know I'm one of them um you know I I'm navigating this stuff too and you're right I don't see I feel like there's a space there to be filled and I think you would be fantastic at stepping into that so you know I I, I'm behind you all the way um good luck to you What's next for you? There must be something on the horizon. Um, well, you know, as folks know, I'm in the what feels like endless journey of becoming a therapist, um, which has been such an interesting process this far. I've learned so much about myself, how to be a better listener, how, you know, what activates me and triggers me in certain situations when I'm sensitive blind spots that I still have got to you know figure out and grow into it's been it and and to do that during you know a divorce uh a perimenopause a pandemic a um queer awakening has been has really been something um but I think the more I move into that I want to hold space for I think groups again right now for quite a long time now like I would say maybe more than a year I've only been doing one-to-ones um I miss group work and I miss in-person work so if any listeners are in Edinburgh get on my email list um and you'll be the first to know about any kind of in-person I don't quite want to see women's circles but I want to I want people to gather who are in pursuit of a way to take care of themselves, really take care of themselves and be taken care of by others, by me, um, in a space of like-minded people um, that is just, yeah, that's just built on beautiful care and and maybe some yoga, maybe some swimming. The activities don't really matter. It's about that ethos of coming together in person and sharing stories and holding space and and having those kind of quiet conversations with me and others. I'm really craving that. So I hope that to be um, maybe next next year as this podcast winds down and um have a bit more space so i feel excited about that it's needed people are getting back out there now and it's needed nourishing spaces liberating spaces yeah containers no just yeah oh i hope that happens i'll come i'll always come to edinburgh great great awesome it's not the bigger biggest pull for you but edinburgh definitely is for me (laughs) (laughs) it is is. well um we want to thank you all again please continue to reach out to us you know our emails are still open our dms are still open um please continue to rate and review the podcast because this material lives on and um you know hopefully we'll continue to reach more and more people over the years um i think that's all i have to say what do you want to close us out I don't know what to say. I'm not crying, you're crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not crying, you're crying. All right, folks. Well, we, um, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. We hope that you've got something from it. Uh, We hope that you have feel less alone in your journey and um, take bloody good care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a wrap.